Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Excited about tonight for a few reasons because it's December and all the lights are up and pretty. And you guys are actually the first people to walk in the doors and see the auditorium decorated and the lobby like graffitied. And so I thought that was pretty special that God put woven like before church. <laughs> it was like, we did all this for you. <laughs> and then we're going to keep it up the rest of the month. Uh, but really, it was for woven. We all know that in our hearts. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit tonight about some beginnings and endings in my life. And I just was thinking back while I was preparing to uh, a a moment in time where I used to wake up and go to work. Well, not wake up. I would go after school because I was still a child. And I would put on my blue Barnacle Bills shirt, polo, and it still smelled like shrimp no matter how often you washed it (laughs) because that's what happens when you work where they fry shrimp nonstop. I put on my blue Barnacle Bills shirt and I'd button it up and then I'd have my khaki shorts on and I, you have to go to like the Gap back then to get it because that's the only place that had non-hideous khaki shorts. So we'd all hit the Gap outlet and hope that your friends didn't get the sizes before you did. And I would go to work and I would stand at the hostess stand and I loved it because I'm like, I, I just like being around people. Um, and people would come in, they're always really cute, like people on vacation, and I'd be like, hi, we're so glad you're here. Like, nobody's ever that excited when they're working at a shrimp restaurant. But I'm like, this is the best day of my life, <laughs> always. And I'd take them to their table, and like, and it was awesome, and I just loved that job as a hostess. But I, I noticed that everybody made more money when they were waitressing, and so I'm like, I gotta get in on this. And also, my aunt was the manager, so I'm like, I can get in on this. But what I didn't know is that there was a reason that I wasn't in on that, and it's because I was not made to be a waitress. Actually, Katie and I both worked there. Most of my family worked there at some point or another. Um, And yeah, so I got a job as a waitress. I could never carry the tray, so I would be like, (laughs) like super awkward. I would sit down with these sweet older people that would come in for their like lunch weekly and they got the same thing every week and they were, it was super easy. I mean, it was like literally the same meal every single week with a sweet iced tea. And they would tell me their order and I would be like, I'm just so glad y'all are here. That is no problem. And I'd wander off and I would just, I don't know what I did, but I wouldn't go put the order in and I'd come back 30 minutes later. How are you guys doing? And they're like, well, we were just waiting on our six shrimp and our side of whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like run off like, yeah, it should be up any minute. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't put it in. So that was my life as a waitress. It had a start and it pretty quickly had an end. And I went back to hostessing. I also spent a little time as a softball player. <laughs> Again, a little time. <laughs> Katie did that too. It's funny. <laughs> If you didn't know, Katie met my brother when we were like toddlers, and so, and then their love grew over time. (laughs) There were seasons of hardship, and all came back around. Anyways, so my brother played softball, and he was really good at it. Sorry, he didn't play softball. He played baseball, the other thing, (laughs) the smaller one. (laughs) So he played baseball, and he was like fantastic at baseball. So 
I, I guess maybe I wanted to or my parents thought I should play a sport. And so they put me in softball. I, I played piano. That was my sport. And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> but I needed to do a sport. So off I went to softball. And I thought this will be fun until they put me on the pitcher's mound. And, you know, everybody's watching you. And I was just like, have you ever seen that, like, cartoon Daria where the ball, like, flies by and she's like, <laughs> that's me <laughs> playing sports. I'm like, everybody can win. <laughs> and that's how it works. So here I was on the softball mound and my parents, my grandparents are all in the, in the stands. And I'm like, you know, because that's sort of what you do, I guess. Anyways, it just would never quite make it to the plate, <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, it literally, I don't think, ever made it to the plate. And, you know, they just watch you do it over and over again. It's like they watch you fail. <laughs> I must have been like eight years, but <laughs> I don't know how long it was. Anyways, there was a start to my softball career. <laughs> it's probably not the right word. And there was a swift end to my softball playing because it just wasn't the right thing for me, right? Um, so I did a few things. I, I also was an office manager for a while, which I will have you know I was pretty great at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't like doing it, but I decided I was going to be great. And so I was like, ship shape. I wore my pencil skirt and my like button up and my heels, and I, was, I nailed it. So that one was not as bad. Just so you know, I'm not bad at everything that I try. My point is that in life, there are starts and ends to everything. And it's funny because we're in a year that everybody is just waiting for it to end. It's like a bad softball pitcher <laughs> just watching like fail after fail. You know what I'm saying? And it's like everywhere I look and everything I see about, oh, it's almost the end of the year. It seems like everybody's just like, dear God, let it be over. Like 2021, let's go. And you know, God convicted my heart this week about that, and he has been over the last few months. I think he's started to stir something in me that's gotten me awake um, to the fact that there is a time and there is a purpose for every season. And so if you're looking for a title tonight, the title of my message is Starts and Ends. And we're going to talk about the power of starting well and ending well. It says in Psalm 65, verse 11, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. And I remember thinking about, there's a Hillsong song that's, that goes, you crown the year with your goodness. It's like a beautiful, it's a really beautiful confession. And I remember thinking about that song because I've been like, oh, I want to sing that song as a church, but probably shouldn't sing it this year. <clears throat> Awkward, you know? And I was thinking about that song in this verse and, and thinking that, you know what? This year is crowned with the goodness of God. It is. It's crowned with his goodness because even in the valleys he's moving and even in the shadows he's working and bringing light and life and abundance. Philippians 1.6 tells us that he's working all things together for good, right? So we might not be at the end yet, but we started. And there's a whole lot that God's done in the middle. And I don't want to forget that he was working all along just because I'm ready for it to be over. But he's also given us directions for living in the start and the end. And there's a couple different kinds of starts and ends. Um, I was thinking about Mary, her start, 
when, when she was visited by the heavenly hosts and they told her, the angel Gabriel told her, you're gonna carry a child and his name will be Jesus and he's gonna be the son of God. That was her start. And it's unimaginable to think that in a young girl who is unwed, who is engaged to be married, would face scandal, would say yes to what God was asking of her and to step into this crazy journey of the unknown and begin to walk out her journey with, with Jesus literally inside of her and trusting God to lead her. But have you ever thought about her end? Right, because we look at Mary's life and, and it's crowned with abundance, right? Is her life not crowned with blessing? She was the mother of the son of God. Her life was crowned with abundance and it was crowned with blessing, but there's no way that she could have known when she said yes at the beginning, at the start of her journey, that the end of her journey would look like seeing her son crucified on a cross for the sins of all mankind. But was her journey crowned with goodness and crowned with the abundance of God himself? Absolutely. The son of God who took on the sins of the world, who brought life everlasting to all those who would say yes to him. And I was so convicted by the thought that sometimes I'm in the middle of my yes to God and I'm like, but look at everything that's not going how I thought it would go. And I begin to doubt that maybe I missed God or maybe I missed something along the journey because in the middle of the start and the end, it doesn't feel like I thought it would feel or there might be an ending to a certain season that didn't go the way that I hoped it would go. But I'm telling you right now that if we can understand that God is as much at work in the start as he is in the end, then we will begin to live lives that look like they're crowned with his goodness across the years. So there's a couple kinds of starts and ends. There's the kind where you see the beginning and you experience the end. And there's also the kind of starts and the kind of ends that look like it all began with God. Everything was created from his word. It was by him and for him and finds his pur- its purpose in him. That's what Colossians tells us. So that was the start that everything came into existence by the word of God. And then there will be an end because he is the first and the last and the beginning and the end. That's what Revelation tells us. He is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. And here's what's really, really amazing about that. You're somewhere in the middle. And so no matter where you are, he is definitely the beginning and he is definitely the end. So there is no point in your entire life when you're not surrounded on all sides by him. (laughs) Isn't that cool? I think that's so cool. If he is the first and the last and the beginning and the end, you are always somewhere in the middle. You cannot come before him and you cannot come after him. So you are never on your own. He is the start and he is the end and you are always sandwiched somewhere in between and surrounded by his goodness. You know that song we sing, this is how I fight my battles. When it looks like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. That's actually what that means. That he's surrounding us on every side because it's who he is. So we're often in the middle of the start and the end. And there's really, really good instruction for us in Philippians 3 that tells us how we live in in the in-between. It says this in Philippians 3. Are you guys with me? (laughs) Is this too heavy? I'm gonna spice it up with a little move. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm sorry you had to see that. (laughs) I don't know why I do (laughs) I don't understand me. Um, Okay, Philippians 3. 
We're going to read in the, um, in the ESV first, the English Standard, Standard Version, and then I'm going to actually also read it in um, the Passion Translation. It says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those who are mature think this way. And if any of... And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join, me, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lonely body to be like his glorious body by the power that him enables him to even subject all things to himself. Have you heard this passage before? Pressing on towards the goal, like don't give up in running the race. Let's read it in Philippians 3 um, in the Passion Translation. It says, I admit that I haven't yet qualified the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ had, has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. Maybe he's revealing something to you right now. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize following one path with one passion. My beloved friends, imitate my walk with God and follow all those who walk according to the way of life we modeled before you. In other words, there's gonna be people around you who are looking like Jesus and you're like, I'm, I, I can see him in them. I'm gonna try to do what they're doing right now because I know that looks like what he would do and God sets people around you in community to do life together with says, for there are many who live by different standards. As I've warned you many times, I weep as I write these words. They are enemies of the cross of the anointed one and doom awaits them. Their God has possessed them and made them mute. Their boast is in their shameful lifestyles and their minds are in the dirt. But we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body and using his matchless power, everybody say matchless power, using his matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. Is that awesome? I felt like two translations was important tonight. So I've got two points tonight and they're gonna be kind of quick because I don't think we need to spend long and then we need to let it soak in and start confessing it ourselves, right? Number one, I'm not perfect, but I press on anyways. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Anybody else? I am not there yet. 
And I'm well aware of the things in me that are still growing and that are changing and that are looking more like Jesus. We are in the working out of our salvation as believers. So if you just started the journey and you're like, oh, I'm like pitching softballs into the middle of the field. It's okay if you're not there yet, but press on anyways. If you've been doing it for a long time and you've just gotten a little bit tired and you don't know how to like find that fire that used to keep you going when you woke up in the morning, that's okay. Press on anyways, because we don't give up in the middle of the journey. And maybe you've had a day that's been hard or maybe you've had a month that's been hard or maybe it's just been a year that's been really hard. But whatever it is, and you can insert the failure maybe that you felt, it doesn't disqualify you from pressing on. When Paul says that he's forgetting what's behind him, do you know what he's talking about? He's not like talking about individual things that happen. He's talking about what he used to qualify himself by all the works that he did, all the things that made him qualified to look righteous. And he's saying, I'm forgetting what's behind, what I used to think that I could do myself to make me worthy of the love of God or worthy of righteousness. And he's saying, I'm leaving that stuff behind and I'm pressing on toward the goal, which is only in Christ Jesus that we are made righteous and holy and that we can have faith and the grace to stand and keep moving forward into the life that God's called us to live. So we're not perfect, but we press on anyways. It says, but one thing I do, this is what Paul said, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies where? Ahead. (laughs) Sometimes we can get so focused on what lies behind. I actually was thinking with that in particular, what lies behind, as believers who have been on the journey for a while, sometimes we get so focused on how good we used to be with God And we always look back to that, like kind of living off like, you know, past experiences that we can get distracted from looking ahead into the things that God actually wants to do in our lives and in our hearts right now. We can't live off the old stuff. We can't live off the works that we think we do that make God happy. We've been in a series called Faith Alone at Colonial and talked a lot about how faith without works is dead, but your faith, your faith has to produce works alone. Faith alone can only produce works. You can't start with works and try to produce more faith. And that's what we're talking about here. You can't use those things that you think qualify you to get you ahead and to keep you moving forward. <laughs> it's good. I like it. What song is that? <laughs> it's fine. I've done that totally. All right. Um, Number two, so number one is I'm not perfect, but I press on anyways. And number two, I like this one, I'm getting a new body and it's gonna be worth it. (laughs) I love it. I'm getting a new body, it's in the Bible. I'm getting a new body and the way is going to be worth it. Hey. Listen, I know we're like, I know my body's produced all these babies and it's just so beautiful. But also I'm excited because thank you God for all you've done through my body, but I'm getting a new one. (laughs) It says, who will transform our humble bodies, yes, and transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. I'm getting a new body. And so are you when you're called heavenward and upward in Christ Jesus. 
and it's going to be worth it. The pressing on, the straining ahead, it's going to be worth it. Have you ever thought about what straining looks like? Straining ahead? Think about it. Come on, get an image in your mind. I, I wish we could like have little bubbles that popped up with everybody's <laughs> image. <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> Straining, it ain't pretty. <laughs> I still have images like rolling <laughs> through my head. Straining forward to what lies ahead. Sometimes it ain't pretty. but I'm getting a new body and it's going to be worth it. (laughs) Listen, our citizenship is heavenly. The stuff that we feel right now on the earth, the the struggles and the hardships and the the things that are a part of real life, that stuff's rough, but this is in our home. And it's real. And, and the idea that as Christians we won't experience suffering is ridiculous because Jesus was a suffering servant. But as we suffer in life, we look more like him. And as we lean into him, we learn how to suffer with a life-giving hope. Okay? It doesn't mean that you're not going to walk through things that hurt in life because you love Jesus. It just means that you have a revelation that this is not your home and this is not what your eternity looks like. You're moving forward. You're pressing on towards the goal because you're going to be one day called heavenward in Christ Jesus and you're going to get a new body and everything is going to look different and there will be no more weeping and no more tears and no more hurting, no more pain because this is not your home. (laughs) I'm waiting for the call up. But until then, we get to be like Jesus. And until then, we have a mission and we have a purpose. He left us with a mission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We have a mission while we're here, but this is not our home. This is what it says in Romans. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. And it says in John 14, starting verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name and I will do it. So the same power that conquered the grave lives in us. And so we don't walk around even on an earth that has pain and hardship in it, we don't walk around like we've got no power. Do you know what I'm saying? You can trust God no matter the outcome, but the same power that conquered the grave lives in you. So you can walk around and start calling out things that are supposed to be. We're we're told to pray. Jesus told us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when you pray, if you don't know how to pray or what your authority is, you can just start praying, God, let it be here right now on the earth as it is in heaven. Do you know what it's like in heaven? Healed and whole. And we were told to pray like that. Pray the kingdom 
in heaven come on the earth. The same as it is in heaven, God, let it come to the earth. That's the kind of power that you've been given, not because you're strong, but because Jesus Christ lives in you. And the same power that was in him and conquered the grave lives in you. Does that make sense? Awesome. So this is what it says at the end of Philippians where we just read, but we are a colony of heaven on earth. Hello, colonial church. We are a colony of heaven on earth. That is who we are as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies. Everybody say humble bodies. Or you can say smoking hot. I don't know, whatever you're feeling. (laughs) I don't know where to go from there. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just cracking myself up tonight. We are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver. So if you're straining in the race tonight and you feel like you are just barely making it, do you know what you can do? You can hold tightly to the life giver. If you feel like you don't know what's next, if you don't feel like you don't have the answer or the clarity you need yet, just hold tightly to the life giver. Because he's moving forward and he's on the journey with you and he walks with you in the fire of life, and he walks with you in the valley and in the shadows. He doesn't just stand from some high place and call you forward. Jesus is with us on the journey. And so if you hold tightly to the life giver, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna keep moving, and he's gonna carry you along the journey in the places that you can't move yourself. Do you know what he's doing in your in-between? says, and using his matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. You know what he's doing in your in-between? He's using his matchless power. Everybody say matchless power. And he is subduing everything to who? To himself. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians 1, 6 and 7. When we suffer for Jesus, it works out for your healing and salvation. If we are treated well, given a helping hand, an encouraging word, that also works to your benefit. Spurring you on, face forward, unflinching. Your hard times are also our hard times. When we see that you're just as willing to endure the hard times as to enjoy the good times, we know you're going to make it, no doubt about it. You might be staring down a giant tonight. But I want you to look around because you're in a room full of women who are here to encourage you and to spur you on and to speak life into you and to encourage you not to let go and to love you even when you got your strained face on. (laughs) And to stick it out with you till we're all called upward in Christ Jesus. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. 2020, crowned with his goodness. And here's my encouragement to you tonight. Don't leave 2020 forgetting what he did. Let's set up some memorials. If it was the hardest year of your life, let's set up some memorials. How did he come through? Who did he put around you? What story did he write of his unfailing love, of his faithfulness even in the darkest night? What did it look like for you to walk through a season of strain and perseverance and come out going, I see where you worked, God. 
I'm, I'm going to set up, like Israel set up memorial stones so that when they walked by or anybody walked by, they saw that there was this, this is what God did. What does it look like for you to remember how the year was crowned with God's abundance in your life, no matter what the year looked like? And what does it look like going forward into 2021? Not cynical, not apathetic, not expecting the worst, changing the atmosphere when you walk into the grocery store and everybody looks like they wanna slit your throat. (laughs) What does it look like for you to walk into a new year and know that it's gonna be crowned with the goodness of God? Because pandemics don't change who he is. Hardships doesn't, don't change who he is. The unbearable, the unthinkable, it doesn't change who he is. Because this world is not our home. And there is a start and it was in him. And there is an end and it will be in him. And everywhere in between, we will be surrounded by him. Never alone. Never without his faithfulness. As long as we are clinging tightly to the life giver. This is what it says in Psalm 85. Starting in verse nine, I'm gonna read from the Passion Translation. And I just wanna speak this over our year because we're not gonna meet in January. We're gonna spend time with our families and start the new year out that way, but we're gonna have a big party in February. (laughs) But because we're not gonna see you for Woven in in January, I want you to take this with you. So write down the reference so that you'll have it, and I want to speak this over you. It's Psalm 85, 9 through 13 in the Passion Translation. It says, For I know your power and presence shines on all your lovers. Your glory always hovers over all who bow low before you. Your mercy and your truth have married each other. Your righteousness and peace have kissed. Flowers of your faithfulness are blooming on the earth. Righteousness shines down from the sky. Yes, the Lord keeps raining down blessing after blessing and prosperity will drench the land with a bountiful harvest. For deliverance and peace are his forerunners preparing a path for his steps. For deliverance and peace are his forerunners preparing a path for his steps. And deliverance and peace are going out before you tonight, as they always have been, and they are preparing a path for his steps because he's gonna move mightily in your life if you just say yes and if you make space and you turn down the noise long enough to hear from him, he's gonna make space for you to hear from him. He's gonna begin to pour out abundance on your life and I'm telling you right now because hear me, it doesn't mean life is perfect, okay? It means that no matter what life looks like, you have eyes that can see his goodness and a heart that can remember his faithfulness. So the team's gonna come up with me and would you guys just stand with me for a moment? Because I don't know where everybody is in the room tonight. I don't know how your heart is. I don't know what you came in here with tonight. It might be a really hard season or a really good season. You might have come in like, yes, I can't wait to worship or you might have come in like, What does that mean? (laughs) But no matter where you are on the journey, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus personally for yourself, if you've never encountered the love of God and said yes to Jesus who died for your sins and who came to save you, we wanna give you a chance to respond. 
And can I just say that there are women all across the room that have said yes to him. Right? Yes? Yes? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh. There are women here all across the room that have said yes to him. Are we perfect? No. But we're pressing on. <laughs> are we excited about new bodies? Maybe yours is great and you're super pumped, but I am. <laughs> we're just doing life together and we're running towards the goal and we're doing it together because doing it alone is lonely and you can't do life alone I don't care who you are you can't do life alone you isolation is a killer right so we need each other and we need to be cool like coming in going we already know we're not perfect right so FYI somebody in this room is going to really offend you for sure (laughs) Because that's life, right? Is that life? We, we like are just people and people are people and we're just messed up and we don't always get it right. But we still do life together and we figure it out because we're not just a, like a community of people. We're a family in the house of God. That's why God calls it a house. We are daughters of the King. There are sons and daughters in the house. And, and this is a family where you come in and you get your hands dirty and you just go for it. And you're like, you have a crazy aunt and you have like a weird brother who like only plays video games with his whole life. And you're just like, this is my family. There's all kinds of us. Hello, Thanksgiving. We just saw our, all our weird, weird relatives, right? Or like talk to them on Zoom, which is probably even more weird. But this is a family and it's not exclusive, it's inclusive, which means you're invited to come in the weird family with us. I don't know if that's a great way to invite you, but I mean, at least you know what you're walking into, right? So you're invited to the weird family with all of us and we're not gonna get it perfect, but we're gonna love each other and we're gonna try our best to do the journey of life together. But most importantly, You're gonna have Jesus Christ on the inside of you. And he's the filter. The only reason you're right before God is because Jesus died for you and he made you right. So when God looks down, he sees you through the lens of Jesus. And without that lens, he sees you and he sees me. And if I didn't have Jesus right in this moment, this exact moment where I'm standing right now, if Jesus Christ wasn't filtering what God sees of me, then I would not be enough to enter the kingdom of heaven, to be right before God. I could not do enough. I need Jesus, I need him right now. And he is the filter that makes me right before God. And we all know the verse, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. And so what do you do? You say yes to Jesus because without Jesus, there is no eternal life. There is no connection to heaven. There is a God who created us to live full abundant lives. And there's a bunch of people who are looking for full abundant lives and trying all the different ways to get to them when there's one way and his name is Jesus. And so the invitation tonight is not to say yes to a weird family. You just get that on the side like bonus. But the invitation is to say yes to Jesus who died for you, who gave up his life for you, but didn't just die on the cross for your sins, but he went down into the grave and defeated death itself and rose again and paid for the sins of all humanity that was and that is to come. And the crazy thing is that all we have to do is say yes to him, to confess that he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you are saved. Simple, right? It's like too good to be true. I mean it, like I still think about it and it's just like, what? Take it. <laughs> but I want it to feel like that for my whole life because it's too good to be true. So let's close our eyes so you don't have to see me crying, but also for privacy. <laughs> and if that's you tonight and, and you know that you're missing Jesus, you know that if God looked down on you right now without the filter, you're like, no, there's no way. There's no way, I need, I need Jesus. I believe that he's paid the price for my sins and I, and I want him to be the Lord of my life. I wanna turn from the way that I used to be and I wanna start living for him. If that's you tonight in this room, would you just raise your hand? Just be bold, just put your hand high. That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome, is there anybody else? All right, we're gonna do what we always do, which is we're gonna pray together because we're a weird family. So let's say this together. Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me and that you rose again. Forgive me of all my sins, of all the things I've done wrong. I make a choice today to follow you, God to be a child of God for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. That is the best decision you will ever make in your life. If you made that decision tonight, you can head to the storehouse too, just a side note we'd love to give you a Bible. It's the first thing you need on the journey is a Bible and it's going to help you. It's like a roadmap for your life. Um, so you can pick one of those up in the storehouse, which is as you go out the door is just to the right. Um, but before we leave tonight, I just want to take a minute because I'd love for us to spend a minute worshiping, but also positioning our hearts. Because maybe I'm the only one that was like, 2020 is the worst but I don't think I am because I've seen your Instagram post. <laughs> You've been found out. Um, but let's not leave 2020 ungrateful, okay? It might be real hard right now for you to find things to be thankful for in 2020, but there's plenty. You know what I like to sing to my boys when they're grumpy? Count your blessings, name them one by one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just gotta count your blessings. Sometimes you just gotta remember and be thankful. So I want us to sing, and as we're singing, I just want to encourage you. You don't have to sing every part of the song. Maybe for some of the song, you just wanna stand there and say, God, just show me. Holy Spirit, show me. Help me recall all the things. If it's really hard for you, just ask the Holy Spirit to show you things. Ask him to show you where he's been faithful. And I believe he's gonna do it. I actually believe there's a word specifically for each one of you here tonight. Whether you, you're in youth house or you're in colonial kids or you're a grown woman standing in the room today, there is something that God has for you. There's something that he wants to say to your heart. 
So if you're five tonight in the room, do you know that God, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you? If you're nine, God wants to speak to you. Do you know he has a word for you, Chloe, tonight? He wants to speak to you tonight. Do you know that when the Holy Spirit falls, he doesn't look at our age, he just comes and speaks to us all? So that includes you, Layla, includes you, all of us, every single one of us. So come on, let's start to sing. Let's begin to sing. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.